Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, you are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we talk about films we think might be underrated, underseen, or sometimes we just want to talk about them. I'm the host for this week, Josh Hallam, and I'm joined, as ever, by my wonderful co-host, Alice Oliver. Alice, you okay? Hello, yes, very well, thank you. How are you, Josh? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Fetlin, as they say. Fetlin? Do they, do they say Excuse that? Excuse me? I don't, I don't know. I've <laughs> say never heard I'm from. that before in my uh, life. Well, you're Welsh, aren't you? Probably, you're, if you, if, what's your version of I'm doing all right in Welsh? Uh, Araf. Hug. Oh, Not yeah. Araf. I'm not slow today. Not well, I just, that's the only word. Probably ping. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I'm very well, very excited. You know why, don't you, Alice? I always know why, Josh. Because, well, why? Why? Why indeed? <laughs> why? Because we've got yet another, yet another An- fantastic guest. We're another so good at this. Brilliant, another brilliant guest. We're we so keep saying no more guests and they keep begging, <laughs> coming to us, let me come and talk about a film on your podcast. Um, we are joined by the fantastic comedian and podcast host of Insane in the Membrane podcast, Rich Wilson. How you doing, man? You okay? I'm good, thank you. It's, I haven't heard Fetlin in years. That's <laughs> never heard it. Proper never. old it's, people it, speak. Do you know what it is? It's right. So today, she doesn't listen, so it doesn't matter. It's my grandma's 90th birthday. Oh, and she's happy proper birthday, old, grandma. Thank you. She's proper old school East Lancashire. So if you got yeah, oh, right, yeah, oh, yeah, right, yeah. Fetlin, Fetlin, all right. She doesn't sound like a bloke, <laughs> but that that is that is you know that's what she'll say. Oh, Fetlin, all right, all right, stuff like nice. that. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, I must have just picked it up from her. But uh, anyway, thank you, very, thank you, thank you very much ah, for, for for coming on. So um, again, if you if you don't know, if you never listen to a guest episode at home, we always start a guest episode with a random question. We normally put it out to the audience, and they normally give us some suggestions. Got a few weird ones this time so I'll, 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 I will read you the normal question in a minute but th- I got this one on this one on Instagram what's your blood type so that's somebody who wants to steal all of our identities Ooh, um, interesting so yeah what's your, sure your, what is your mother's maiden name um, <laughs> oh yeah 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 um, what's the last so, three numbers on the back yeah <laughs> someone there wants to steal all of our identities uh, the answer is I'm not telling you and then my favourite which isn't the question is and Bear in mind, the, the, the post is, we always have a random question. So just a nice, you know, conversation starter. What do you think will happen to the USA if Trump is re-elected? Fucking hell. It's a light-hearted <laughs> film podcast. Um, anyway, so uh, this is from uh, Magnum314159 on Twitter. And they say, I'll start with you, Alice. I think I know the answer, though. Oh. Do, <laughs> do you still own any music cassette tapes and do you still play them? No. No, I don't think I do, but I probably, I probably hung on to my last few. Sorry, I just spat all over the place then. Apologies. Good thing <laughs> this is a podcast and you can't see Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, 
I probably I probably hung on to them till quite late, thinking, nah, these will be these will be important. Back. These yeah. will be important in my life at some point because I kept all of my VHSs for for way longer than I should have done, but they ultimately all went. No, I don't. I probably don't have a single cassette tape in my ownership anymore. I sadly. bet you got vinyl. You strike me as a vinyl I, person. I don't have vinyl, no, because I don't. I don't have a record player or anything. Ooh. I just go just go on Spotify. Let's do it yeah. on there. You're just right? modern, I aren't you? Might get a might get a, a, a record player at some point. That does seem like the kind of thing I would do. Sort of match with my whole aesthetic do. in the house and that. <laughs> Um, but no, no cassette tapes. What about you, Josh? I, I don't even know the no. last time I had a cassette tape because even, obviously, we're both old enough to have had cassette tapes, but I, I don't think I ever really used them that much because mm. um, I probably would have just had the radio on. Mm. You know, rather Did you, than hang having... on, are you telling me you didn't used to make your own radio show? Oh, yeah, I used to make my own tape radio. I, mean, look, I used to look do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> look, where, look where it look where it got us. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah I had one of those like record drums because one of them, I was doing my own radio show, and halfway through, my mum comes in and goes, "What are you doing?" Mm. <laughs> oh no! So yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, no, I don't think I had any. I used to have one of those ones. Did you ever have those ones which had like an SD card type thing in, and it played about a minute of a song? They call that like, hit cards, hit clips like, or something like that, no, and it played I don't you know, think so. one minute of "Hit Me Baby" one more time. It didn't. It didn't catch on. <laughs> um, I, had, I think they were called hit clips or something like that. What about you, Richie? Are you a cassette tape man? You like what? a vinyl man? Is that a vinyl? I am I can a vinyl man. Look at this. Look, I'll just show you. If you can turn it around here. Look, it's just there. Oh yeah, you see. my goodness! Yeah, you see, there's a man of class. I uh, well, my dad gave me his record collection, so and I already had a load as well. So I've got a pile of vinyl, uh, which is a pain in the ass to move. I tell you what, that's if you're if you there's someone said this online. If you're thinking of buying, getting into vinyl, don't. It's such a ball ache to move house with. <laughs> mm. Even the removal man just went, "I ain't touching that, mate." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I do about fifty trips in my car. Oh um, no! Oh man! But it's funny that you mentioned tapes because I put up yesterday a picture of um, I found bummed by Happy Mondays on cassette. Mm. and I put it up and I went I've just found this and I, I was instantly taken back at this up the nostalgic wonderful feelings that just came piling back and I was really happy to find it and have it and but tapes were a pain in the ass they were just always unraveling and getting mm. screwed up and they've tried to bring them back there was a few bands have tried to have tried to sort of like like, like a kitsch sort of level going oh this is on cassette as well and no one's gone for it because it's like no that's shit we don't want to get back into that Vinyl's bad enough, but you can't do cassettes, man. I've got one. <laughs> Vinyl, definitely. What's the one? Happy <laughs> oh, Monday. That's the yeah. only one I've um, got. Because <laughs> obviously Vinyl had a bit, bit big comeback, didn't it? Like about yeah. I don't know, 10, 15 years ago or something like that. And then it's never really left again. Because it's it definitely sounds got that, good. It sounds good. Yeah, and it's definitely got that vintage feel. And I think people like getting the sleeve and all that, you know, all that sort of stuff. But tapes... The, the quality was never good enough for it to stand yeah, the test of time, was it? So I don't see them coming back. May, I, do you think CDs will ever come back? Oh, do you know what? I want to say no, and I hope not, because I've just got rid of all mine. But <laughs> I'll be gutted. I had thousands. But I just, I don't know. They're just not the same. There's just, there's just... And the other thing is as well, with vinyl, I know I sound like a right nerd now, but when you've got <laughs> CDs... And especially and online as well, it's all com it's all compressed. All the sound is compressed. Mm. That's why vinyl sounds better because it's just there's a whole reason why. But it's it's like more spread out, and and it, that's why it's more like warmer tones and it sounds great. And there's a there's a there's a real there's a real 
feeling with it. Whereas everything else is compressed and packed down to mm. get it on as a smaller amount of plastic as possible. So I can't see any, I can't see CDs coming back. Really, people that like people that take drugs have kept a few. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, well, there we go. So the answer is uh, two of us don't, and Rich has one. So between there the three of us, there is a one cassette. Group. That's uh, what we so, 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 yeah. so there we go. Thank you very much for the question. Uh, so anyway, we'll move on to talking about this week's film, which is Freebie and the Bean from 1974. So, spoiler warnings if you've not seen it. Um, <laughs> you have had plenty of time, but anyway, Rich, you've picked this one. So tell us in a little bit, a little, you know, in a short period of time, what is it about? But more importantly, why did you pick it? Is it underrated? Is it underseen? Do you just want to talk about it? Well, do you know what? It I, it, I, it's always been one of my favourite films because it's how I first heard about Alan Arkin. Mm. Who plays Bean in the in the in the film? Uh, who's one of the greatest uh, actors, comedic actors that we've ever had. He, mm. He's in, he's brilliant in everything, and that was the first time I'd ever heard of him. And then to be teamed up with James Khan, who's also you know okay, one of the greatest actors we've ever had, and always known for his more serious role. So this was James Khan in because it's a lot. It's, a, it's basically a comedy film, really. Mm. Um, and going back and watching it, I watched it this week because I knew I was doing this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is problematic. <laughs> <laughs> There's some stuff in this. You go, oh, yeah, no, this is, yeah, this is of its time, man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I mean, to be fair, yeah, I suppose that's that's one of the notes, which, we, which we'll come to because we always do sort of likes, dislikes and stuff like that. But yeah. And we'll come on to it, but you know, obviously yeah. this film is is nearly is is nearly fifty years old. Yeah. It has it has aged. There's some problematic language and problematic, supposed behaviour as, as well in there. Um, but you know what? We you know, we talked about this before. You can't go back and change it. You've just got to acknowledge that things have changed and it's not right. Yeah, and, and that's and the that thing about it. there was a, someone said on online the other day about history. It's like you can't go back and and erase history and change history. You have to keep it. Because that's how we learn. We know, it. that was yeah. how it was. That, you know, as you know, that's how it was. Some of the language they used, the behaviors, and you go, and but you need it. So then to, to learn from it, you go, yeah, that was terrible. We don't do that anymore. Mm. This is where we're at now. But that is what you know, you it's because on the whole, it's a it's yeah, the film's of its time, but it's it's still a good film. It's a funny film. And mm. it just goes to show like two great actors. I think, you know, that would be 1974. So it's at the beginning of their careers, really. Mm. So you know, it was to see where they were and where they ended up is 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 phenomenal. I think for that alone, you know, it's it's worth hanging on to. But there's another one called uh, I was gonna <laughs> Mother Jugs and Speed. I mean, already <laughs> the title is terrible, isn't it? Yeah. And it starred, sounds like it, more like an album. Well, it <laughs> but it was Harvey Keitel, uh, Raquel Welch, and Bill Cosby, and they had this ambulance team. Now. You already know why it's problematic. Immediately, as I said, the third name there. <laughs> Regardless of the title, and I'm not going to tell you who was who in the because the, Mother Jugs and Speed was the name was the nicknames of the people in the ambulance. I don't need to explain the rest of that. And it's another film that uh, it's a it, you know if it wasn't oh if it's of its time and it's but it's a good film but problematic and that is one film that you could probably go. We don't really need that to be around anymore. We can push that to one side. There's too many problems with that one. You know, it's just that, that's that, like, and that's it, isn't it? It's about weighing up. There are certain films yeah. where you go back and you go, oh, okay, well, let's just sort of we acknowledge that that happens and it's wrong, but I'm not going back yeah. to watch it. This is, I don't think this is one of them. You know, if no. you're watching this, being like, tell you what, how's the good old days? Then maybe you're the problem. 
yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But but the <laughs> but, but the use of language, you know, accept it. It's moved on. Things like yeah. there are films, and we've talked about this before. We've done films that are far more you know, socially, politically, whatever you want to call it, progressive, made before this than films after it. We, we, we always reference uh, one of the first classic films we did, because we did classic films, was Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. And right. we always say that we both went into that, like, with a certain idea of what it was going to be. And actually, yeah. and I think Alice would, would hopefully agree with me on this, we both came out going, oh, but yeah, actually, that was a lot more progressive than we expected it to be. Then you'll watch a comedy from 2002 and be like, Jesus, mm-hmm. this is only 20 yeah, years ago. Yeah, it's yeah. really problematic mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So... Think you know things take you by surprise, and it's about I think it's about reacting accordingly, isn't it? Um, yeah. But uh, so so in terms of why you picked it, then underrated, underseen, or just wanted to talk about it because you love it. I think it's one of those films because everybody talks about films like The Godfather, mm. and they talk about like the main like you know the big blockbusters of the day. But this is like I said because it's got Alan Arkin and James Caan in it, and a whole roster of great actors in it. Mm. It's worth I think it's worth looking at just just for that alone you know mm-hmm. it's 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 but these two of their finest performances it's re- the two of them together they've like these they're this cop you know they, that cliche of like they don't get on mm. but they love each other on another level and then in the end like you see like they like that they, they can't live with each other but they can't live without each other now they got that going on you know and it's a and i just on that level it's a it's a really nice film it's really well put together film and and you see, uh, it's it's interesting seeing all the other characters that are in it and the actors that played them because you go, oh, that's that fella from mm. blah blah blah. Like there's a guy in it, I think his name's uh, I wrote it down, Paul Coslo, who plays a guy called Whitey, mm. and he's in that film. But you see, he's popped up in so many other films, always playing a bad guy or you know connected to 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 the bad guys. But you see him in loads of stuff, and there was a few actors like that. That were like there was a guy uh, Jeffrey Lewis who was uh, Juliet Lewis's dad. Oh he wow! Was in loads of stuff. You know, he was in Salem's Lot and things like mm. that, and an, an incredible actor. And I think that's why I love watching these films because you see all those people in it. Go, oh, that's that fella. Yeah, you know. Definitely. And it's uh, there's, there's, a, there's a guy in it who I think he's the DA. I can't remember yeah. his, his first name's Alex. I can't remember his surname, but I was watching him. And I was like, first of all, I was like, I recognise him. We have I seen him before? And then I realized it wasn't him I recognized. It was his voice. Anyway, I Googled him after I watched it and he's he's in a bug's life, the Pixar <laughs> film. I was like, oh, he's the, he's the little ant, one of the little ants. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, so it's, it's stuff like that, isn't it? Like I think that really enriches film viewing as well as that nostalgia, but also that's one of the reasons I got into films was not just watching them, but also reading about them and following, you yeah. know, falling down rabbit holes, eh, Alice? Indeed, indeed, my favourite place to be. <laughs> um, so, in that case, now let's, let's let's move on to, to talking a little bit about it. Then, so we we'll, we'll move on to what we like. So, first off, first impressions, Alice. Had you seen it before? Hadn't seen it. Hadn't heard of it. Had no expectations going in. Didn't know. Didn't know a damn thing about it. Didn't know what to expect. Um, but in general, like I thought, I thought it was pretty good. You know, I thought yeah. it was. It was kind of big. It was bold. It was fun. Um, I thought it had a real like good momentum and good energy. It all feels really fast paced and a bit like a ride. There's loads of car chases and loads of shooting <laughs> yeah. and like arguments and stuff. Um, it's pretty funny as well. I think it's a lot funnier than I was expecting. And I think a lot of the jokes and the quips and some of the ways that the characters interact with each other are still funny now. Some of it's a bit dated, obviously, yeah. mm. but I did laugh a few times still, and I think some of it has actually stood the test of time, considering that that's like 
nearly 50 year old film yeah. um but no overall a pretty positive experience watching it uh what about you josh i'm gonna I'm going to assume that you hadn't seen or heard of this also. No, I hadn't. I don't think I, I don't think I'd even I'd heard of it. Very familiar with James Caan and, and Alan mm-hmm. Arkin um, from, from but but mainly knowing them from roles when they're a bit older. Obviously, James Caan's in The Godfather. He had a very story career. Obviously, sadly passed away. Alan Arkin, I mainly knew from things like Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Which he, I think I think he won an Oscar for, for, for playing the, the granddad. Um, weird to see him with hair. Yeah, because um, I'm so used to so used to him being bored and seeing, but no, hadn't seen it, hadn't heard of it. But yeah, like leading on from you say, I think it's a perfectly decent action comedy. It's almost not got a plot. Almost the plot yeah. is almost second to the the whole idea. And and from what I read about the film, they that was definitely a conscious decision where they, I believe at the time. Both James Kahn and Alan Alder went to sorry Alan Arkin. I get it mixed up with Alan Alder from yeah. from Mash. Alan Arkin went to. Um, they were doing like improv classes and through through that they decided that the film should actually be a comedy rather than a straight up buddy cop yeah yeah film yeah. and i think that is probably where i think if you if this is not got that comedy in it i think it's it's nowhere near as good it's nowhere near as memorable no. whereas because it has got that and particularly the, particularly the chemistry between them you know they bicker all the way through it like you say it's like that that odd couple thing and that old married couple thing isn't it but yeah it's the comedy that it is the comedy that makes it like you say if it had didn't have that any in that in it if they didn't have that in it it would just be a straight cop film and that's been done especially at that time you know though it's one of those films where weirdly someone's they're driving through alleyways and there's someone weirdly wheeling clothing on a on a clothing <laughs> rail yeah or boxes or something and that was in every film you know fruit back carts then. of oranges that, that's always of, something something like that, that isn't it workmen weird working in weird places and they skid into them and you know if they didn't have the comedy in it that would be just another it'd just be another boring film like the bit when they end up in the apartment and you've got the old people <laughs> in the bed and he just and Alan Arkin just kind of like stumbles against the wall and disappears and then James Khan's like could I use your phone and then he just <laughs> there's a bit when he's on the phone to the tow truck and he just goes yeah we're at this address blah, hang on a minute he looks out the door and he goes uh, apartment, blah blah, third floor. <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> those total, little they total three elevated. cars in this film. Yeah, they total three cars, don't they? Brilliant. They must have totaled. I mean, if you add up all the films from back then, how many before CGI that you know now they can total as many cars as they want, but back then they had to physically smash all these cars up. It's not good. I mean, the 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 carbon footprint. <laughs> I, I think I read that it's got that it had the record until Blues Brothers. Oh, really? Yeah. For I might be wrong, but I'm sure I read somewhere it had the record for most total cars from from, from um, until Blues Brothers was made. Probably wow. like, what about ten years later, something like that. So, yeah. so, so other than the comedy, then what what else do you like about this film? Watch. Obviously, you've watched it again. Um, and obviously, we, you, you've mentioned about the fact that it's not held held up a little bit, which which we'll come on to. But what did you yeah. like about it? I just love films from that era. I think it just reminds me of when I was a kid, being allowed to stay up late. You know, <laughs> and every now and again, your mum and dad would say, oh, I, "I'd always hear them talking about films like Bullet, like they are mm. bullets on tonight and things like that." And so I was always curious, like, "Oh, what are these films?" And I remember sitting on the on the on the landing in my house and I could hear the film on. They didn't know I was up. I was just sitting there listening and I could hear all these screeching of tires and things smashing up and all that. I'm like, what is this that they're watching? So then when it came around again and they were like, Oh, this is on. So I was like, oh, can I, can I sit up and watch that? 
I'm like, oh, all right, as long as you don't move a muscle and you sit there and you're quiet, <laughs> you have to sit there rigid for an hour and a half. Just, that, that, yeah. our, my parents always went, yes, but don't repeat any of the language. <laughs> that was, that was what they always used to say to me. Um, but no, and, and that, do you think nostalgia does a lot of the heavy lifting for you, or do you think it still holds up as a as a sort of buddy cop comedy film? I think it still holds up as, you know, as you said, I just, uh, it, I, yeah, it's going to be, I think, yeah, nostalgia does a, does a lot of the heavy lifting, but at the same time, as you said, it does stand up. But I don't think, I think because you're into your films, you guys kind of, you know, you you know, this is, you kind of like, you invested in it. You're like, oh, let's see what this is. Whereas a lot of people, if they're not really into their movies, might not necessarily go, oh, I'm not, I don't fancy that. I don't like, there's a lot of people that don't watch old films. They're like, I was talking to someone recently when oh, I don't watch old films and they were talking like about a film from like 1998 or something like that. <laughs> pretty Woman. It was Pretty Woman. <laughs> they went, oh, yeah, I, I don't, don't watch, watch these old films. films. I don't watch old films. <laughs> don't watch these films where everyone in it's dead. Everyone's in it's alive. Yeah, don't watch it. <laughs> I'm like, why is Pretty Woman, man? Like someone's coming to them with that. This is actually a Russian art film from 1916. <laughs> don't yeah. watch old films. What's in don't it? What's it, it about? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Some people, uh, I think, I think it does stand up as a film. You know, it is. If it came on, and you were, you know, watching telly, or you found it, and I think, I think you you click it, you click, what's this? And I think you'd stop and watch it. Mm. You know, so I think it does stand up. So your nostalgia does a bit of it, but I think it's good enough. There's enough going on immediately where you go, oh, what's this? This seems interesting, and you'll mm. watch it. You'll you'll sit and watch it. So it's worth your time. I think I think it's all about the chemistry between the two of them. Because whilst yeah. I was watching, it, I was thinking, because I I noted that what you said, you know, it has aged. That you know, as an inevitably things like this age, and there is some you know derogatory language and stuff like mm. that in it. But even though both of them are quite misogynistic and quite sort of pig-headed in places, they do a really good job because they're both such good performers because they both work so well together of making those two characters likable even though really yeah. with some of their actions they probably shouldn't be um, oh i know but but they are <laughs> um, yeah. so i think that's that's a real testament to them. so what did you like about it alice obviously what, what what did you like hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The performances are way up there. Like the two leads, I think, are really, really strong and they work so well together. Like they just, they bring, that you can just tell that they're in the same film, if that makes sense. Like they just yeah. bounce off each other so well. And it's like they've both really understood the characters, really understood the assignment, really understood that the world that they're in. So they brought so much to it. But then beyond them as well, the side characters, a few of them really brought a lot as well. So one who really stood out to me, and I'm not sure what his name is. I didn't pick up on it, but you guys will probably know. But he's he's what he's like their superior or something like early in the film, he drags them into his office and he's the one who tells them that they're not fit to guard the fish at the aquarium. <laughs> yeah, the DA. That's the, that's the bugs life ant guy. Yeah. That's oh, him, that yeah. is him. That yeah, is yeah, him. Yeah. Um, so he, I just thought he was absolutely hilarious. Mm. I thought he like his mannerisms, his facial expressions, even like the inflection in his voice and stuff. Like it just felt like he was really giving it his all and he just made me laugh so much. So I really yeah. appreciated him. But a lot of the side characters I thought really brought it as well. Um, like you've already touched on there, Rich, the stunts in this are just never ending. Like you say they totaled three cars. Is that really it? Like it feels like it was about a hundred, right? It is just constant. So the cars are crashing. The carnage is intense. They're flying around all over the place. They're smashing into each other and smashing through people's walls into their apartments. And then at one point, one of them's on a motorbike and the motorbike comes flying off the top of a building and stuff. And as well as this just kind of being visually just so striking and just sort of so much and filling the screen, it all sounded really intense as well. Like the Foley artists are going to town on this. Um, And it all just kind of really enhanced the drama and the action and just really brought the energy levels up to fucking 11. Do you know what I mean? It was just like constant. It was like, bam, 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 bam. Um, So I really appreciated that. And I thought the energy and the momentum really held up throughout. And um, what about you, Josh? Was there anything else that really stood out? Yeah, for you for this? yeah, I thought I thought the action was, but again, for the time as well, you you, you forget like Rich, you know, Rich only briefly touched on it there, but this is before CGI, so it's so much more difficult to do those practical mm. action scenes. When I said they totaled three cars, I mean in the film they totaled three cars. I'm sure in the production, probably yeah. loads more. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But no, I yeah. love, it. I love it. it's one of those action films where one of those cop films where it feels like everything's made of matchsticks, but it doesn't matter. Like they're just yeah. plowing yeah. through brick buildings, just plowing through them. Like, absolutely no issue. <laughs> just people does made he, of matchsticks. Does like, he yeah. say just one thing that's popped into her head? Then just one of the really funny moments. He says, "One of them says something like, why are you driving this like a Porsche? It's a Ford.'" And he's like, "It's a <laughs> oh, Ford! Yeah. It's a Ford!" He's just like screaming <laughs> in his face. It's just like that. Just kind of sums it up completely. He's driving yeah. everything like a Porsche. Yeah, yeah. but it's um, almost it's almost self aware, isn't it? Because it's a comedy. I feel like the action is purposely daft. Like they know, mm. they know that 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 by referencing it, it it's almost halfway between a comedy and, and a parody in 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 many ways. Yeah. So like that, yeah. Just to touch on what you said as well as the, the supporting cast are great. My highlight was Alan Arkin's wife because there's that really great scene where he's trying to interrogate her because he thinks mm. she's having um, oh yeah having an affair and she and she's just got an answer for everything. 
Mm. And everything she says, she's just like, it's this, like, idiot, basically. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I, I thought her performance was, was, was really, really good. So I, I like that as well. Lots of good comedy bits as well. So there's things in it, like, for example, they're gonna, they're closing in on a guy who's in the bathroom of a, I think it's a bar or it's at the baseball game or something like that, isn't it? And they make everyone leave. And one guy stops to wash his hands <laughs> yeah. and they have to like grab him and like go, no, off. Like, we're trying to arrest <laughs> someone, basically. So, so yeah. Real good mix of comedy and action, but definitely, I think, a really, really wise choice to go, no, this is a darkish comedy yeah, rather than anything dark. else. Yeah, yeah, I think, absolutely. I, yeah, I think it's interesting what you say about the improv classes because there are bits in it with, that don't seem scripted, yeah. like some reactions to stuff. There's a bit where James, they're talking about, they're in the, they're in the, the clothing shop and Alan Arkin's like, People pay $65 for these shirts. And then James Carr's explaining to him why. He goes, yeah, because when you take it to the to the dry cleaners, when it comes back, it's got the buttons on it. That's why. I'm not like this piece of shit you're in. And he starts putting his buttons <laughs> off. He goes, hey, 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 hey. And then there's a bit where the guy comes over and Alan Arkin kind of walks off. And he's like, oh, no, don't worry. Look, look. And James Carr's going, look, we're, we're cops. We're police. We're police. And he's showing him his ID. And Alan Arkin comes back and he's filling with his wallet. He goes, yeah. Ah, and it just walks <laughs> off again. <laughs> you know, I don't think that was scripted. That just seems just like it was. You can't imagine someone moment. typing it out, can you? Or writing it out or whatever, being like no. fiddles with wallets, yells. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then. So let's move on then to talk about things that we perhaps didn't like about the film or that we would change about the film. Obviously, we've touched on one of the issues, which I'm sure we can expand on now as we've as we've alluded to. Alice, what about you then? Is there anything particular that you didn't like or is it just the obvious? I mean, for me, the problematic stuff is just... You, get, you see so many films and it's just like, it's kind of just a sign of the times. Mm. It's not the worst I've seen. Like no. we said, like I've seen films that were made much more recently that were far worse than that. Um, so it, it didn't bother me a great deal and it definitely didn't bother me as much as other films have done. Um, apart from that, there's a lot of shouting in this film. So much <laughs> shouting. All the characters are shouting at each other. No one just has a normal conversation. It's a passionate film, isn't it? They're Everyone's very passionate. Very passionate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very passionate. Yeah. Characters will be sat side by side, but a foot away from each other, and they're just screaming <laughs> at each other. And I was just like, oh, God, it was rattling my ears a little bit. Um, so I could have done without that. Um, <laughs> the other thing as well is I wonder if there is such a thing as too many car chases. What? I think so. I know. I don't know if there too is too many such a car chases. You'd but be saying there's too many comic book films next. If there was. You'd be saying if, there's if oversaturation. There was, I think this might be the film. It was just, I felt like it was every other scene. I was like, oh, they're at it again. Here they go. Yeah. And it's, you know what? It's fine if that's what you're into, but it's quite a long film. It's nearly two hours. Mm, and yeah. a lot of it was car chases. An hour and 40 minutes and of that like, is car chases, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> maybe, maybe have some. A bit more character development, maybe a bit more, because we see a little bit about their home lives, maybe see a little bit more about that, get to know these people as men and, you know, as people. What what do they like? What don't they like? What are their fears? What are their hopes and ambitions and all this? Because it's done with a bit more of that, maybe a little bit less car chase. Um, 
And the final thing, really, and this isn't a huge offender, but it does all feel a bit chaotic at times. And I think that uh, there were some instances where I found it hard to follow. And you said this at the beginning, Josh, it's not really it's not really about the plot. It's, light it's not really plot, about the story. Yeah. It's kind mm. of everything that's sort of going on in between. It's about the action. It's about the comedy moments. And those are really good. And they do stand out as being quite good. But because of that, there was, there was the odd time where I was like, well, who's that again? Who's that fella? Yeah, yeah, Who's that yeah, woman? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, but it's not a complex, it's not a complex story. It's not like, you know, it's sort of high concept sci-fi where it's like, oh, I don't understand what the <laughs> fuck's not, going not on. <laughs> no, exactly. It was just a bit more like, oh, that guy. Oh, he was someone. Oh, and then she, well, where did she come from? So I was a little bit like mm. that at times. Um, but no major offenders, really. And overall, I did have quite a positive experience watching it. Um, what about you, Josh? Anything that you didn't like or that you would change? Do you know what? More or less the same as you. Obviously, like yeah, you know, we've we've touched on we touched on the fact that it's a there's some derogatory, trouble, you know, problematic language in there. But times have moved on, and we can't pretend it never happened. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's that it's that it's that issue. It's, so it, it is light on plot, and that's fine. I don't think it. I don't think it suffers for that. Apart from the probably the first twenty minutes, because it's light on plot. There's a vague plot about them trying to arrest someone, but that person has a hit out on them. So they mm. essentially have to keep him alive so they can arrest him. And yeah. I don't think it's clear that that's what's happening until about 20 minutes in, because it starts with them sort of going through his rubbish and stuff like that. And it's not clear what they're doing until the DA comes in like a big exposition dump mm. and yes. goes, oh, so it's this guy you're looking for. And they're like, and then one of them goes, we've got to keep him alive as a hit out on him. And I think... It's fine if it's light on plot, but in that case, don't structure it in such a way that it starts like that. You know, you could start it like whether on an unrelated case, they're just being cops. And yeah. if you did that and then had that thing come in, the film wouldn't be any weaker for it, would it? I, well, I, that's what I think anyway. What, do you know what I mean, Alice? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 other than that, well, I suppose I'm not a big fan of the title. It does sound like Morning DJs. <laughs> like yeah, free yeah, and free yeah, in the terrible beam. title yeah, yeah. Um, because also it never explains it never refers to them as their actual names and it never ref like, explains what it means well, I it's think, just it's just nicknames isn't it yeah well I think maybe freebie because he's always he's always nicking something like he gets that jacket off that fella oh that's James Carter always helping yeah. himself to stuff so maybe that's his nickname and Bean I think thinking about it now might be a racial thing I think <laughs> so, you're right because he's He's meant to be oh, really? of, I believe, of like Hispanic descent, isn't he? Right. In it, and okay, so yeah. Freebie makes jokes about that all the way through, all the way through. And so perhaps it's something to do with, like you say, like like food or something like that. Um, yeah, it's going to be something. <laughs> I suppose there's worse things it could have been, but yeah, not that bother on the title. What, what about you, Rich? Obviously, is there anything you didn't like? Is there anything you'd change about it? More car chases, perhaps? I think now. I think just the I was, you know, having watched it when I was a kid. The plot was irrelevant. It was just, mm. a, it was just a, a film where, like you said, they're all shouting at each other. There's, <laughs> it goes at a hundred miles an hour. It's funny. I think that was it. I used to watch it because it was funny. It's just the the pair of them. It just, it, it was just a stupid film, and you didn't mm. really think about. it. And it's not till later on that, you know, I've what now I watched it again, and I'm like, oh yeah, there is this plot is <laughs> like you said, thin. <laughs> I don't even remember why they were trying to arrest a bloke in the first place <laughs> it's uh, indecent exposure it's, that was it that was it it's, uh, it's racketeering <laughs> and they arrest yeah. him for indecent exposure mm. yeah and you're like what <laughs> they might as well just be like illegal stuff isn't it yeah they might yeah, as well just crime. Say, yeah yeah just stuff 
Oh, you've just smashed up a city. You've put a car through an apartment block of an old people, of an old couple. You've you've done all these things, and he, what? They, he, he, they not only shoot a guy in the toilets, they obliterate him. Oh, they shot the, up a dentist place. Oh, they yeah. A... I like that bit, actually. I like the little twist that there's the guy who is just, they think is just another patient, and then he's the hitman. Yeah, oh, they had the shoe out in the lift as they're, mm. in the, as they're going down, and they shoot. How stupid is that? Shoe <laughs> out in these two lifts that are going down. <laughs> but that, but things like that, I think there's many. There's a lot of films I've had where I watched them when I'm younger, when I was younger, and I didn't care about the plot. I just liked the action. Yeah. And sometimes as you get older, you think, oh, actually, like one of the films we did a, a little while ago now that that Alice had never seen before is True Lies. Right. Yeah. And what I liked about that when I was younger was the big action sequences. And when I watch it back as an ad more, you know, as someone who's much older, I think, but it's a really good action spy film, comedy, parody. You know, it's got yeah. a little bit of everything in there. So either ages and you'll find new things to like, or you go, yeah, but I liked it when I was a kid, so that's fine. Yeah, just accept it. Go, that's what, yeah. Absolutely. That's it. I liked it then, I like it now. Okay then, so let's move on to talking about the critical reception and the box office and we can sort of decide if it's underrated, underseen or or, or whatever. Um, so you've sort of picked this, Rich, because I think I think it's fair to say you, you might think it's underseen because people aren't going back and watching it. How, yes. do you, how do you think it fared with the ratings? Do you think it did well, badly, middling? Um, I mean, I think uh, James Kahn done The Godfather at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he would have been a huge star. So and I don't know what Alan Arkin obviously has been in things as well. So I think the pair of them would have been a uh, quite a big box office draw. So I imagine it did all right at the time. Mm. Mm. But okay. uh, I don't know. Alice, how do you think it did? Sort of critically, commercially? Um, I mean, I feel like it must have done. I feel like it must have done all right. Like mm. I feel like this is the sort of thing that people would want to watch at the time. I reckon people thought it was pretty like cool, pretty funny. Obviously, very fast paced. Lots of cars. Lots of crashing. Um, so I reckon it did all right. Um, I think it must have got at least a six, like at least in the sixes, maybe a mid to like high an average, six. an average six? Yeah, so maybe okay. like a, I'll say like a 6.6 6 or a 66. Mm. Any more specific or? <laughs> That's as specific <laughs> as it's getting. Um, okay, well, so what we'll do is we'll start with the box office then. Now, it's hard to find specific box office because of the age of the film being before that old interweb. Um, but it seems to have done okay. Generally speaking, it seems to have been quite the hit sort of commercial. They couldn't find any really specific figures, but I could see that it did well because it yeah. did go on to have like a spin-off, or they tried to make a spin-off TV series. And like you've already touched on, both of the stars, particularly James Kahn, were quite big at the time. Mm. Um, but critically speaking, okay, let's have a look. So at the time of recording... You're going to love this, Alice. On IMDb, it got 6.6 6 out of 10. Oh, is exactly, I am the master. exactly what you said. Nailed it. I am the master. Over on Rotten Tomatoes, can't believe it. 66% from oh the audience. Oh, my God. That's so, crazy. So That's your two, crazy. Your two, generally speaking, audience figures are 66%. However, however, and this is a big however, oh. the critics on Rotten Tomatoes give it 20%. So that might be one of the lowest ratings we've had for a guest episode. That's very low. So two out of ten. So if you average those scores out, it's 50% or five out of ten. What didn't they like? That's so low. Two out of ten or 20%. 
I would, I mean, I would definitely say even the average score of 50% is, is, you know, it's, it's, it's not a 10 out of 10 film, but there's lots to like in there. I enjoyed yeah. it. And I think it's, it's probably, I think 50% on average, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to lay my cards on the table. I'm going to smash my car through the wall and say that that is underrated. What say you, Alice? Uh, just quickly, here's the critics' consensus, right? Yeah. Not it enough says, car crashes. It says on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> a sour blend of misguided comedy and all-out action. Freebie and the Bean is a buddy cop picture that's far less than arresting entertainment. All right. All right, get over yourself. That's just some pissed off yourself. 70s critic, in it? Yeah. <laughs> the 60s are over. The 80s haven't happened yet. He's annoyed. Uh, um. Yeah, I think that is underrated. I think that that twenty percent is too uh, much. Twenty percent. I'm very surprised. Yeah, that's bullshit. I wonder, <laughs> is it people? Uh, maybe I could. I could. Uh, this is the problem. Obviously, people watching it now. Yeah. Looking at that film and going, "Oh, well, this is bad. They shouldn't be saying this and all that." But you got to put yourself in the mind of a critic at the time, right? Yeah. Put yourself in oh, the yeah. critics' minds of 1974. I don't know, but yeah, I reckon yeah. we can call that underrated. But that's like we see you now, as we said earlier, Alice, is that you know you can't you can't look at it as it is now, as you are now. We were all out or our perspective, our perspective of all these things has changed now. So we look at it now and we go, yeah, the language is awful, the 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 behaviour is awful, the misogyny is through the fucking roof. But back then, it would have been different. And you know, not right. I'm not saying it's right, but it's different. And so, yeah, if you come at it, if like I said to you before, if you come at it now, I don't know many people that would that would enjoy it. But if they clicked on it and it was on, and they started watching it. I imagine they'd watch it to the end. Mm-hmm. But I don't I, think I mean, you could. I don't think you could say to anyone, "I've got this film. I think you should watch," because they can't <laughs> not watching that. But you did it. You did that to us, and we watched yeah, it. Yeah, I made you. You had to do it. Yeah, this is, it's just it's, it's work, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think. I mean, would you? Um, you must agree, Rich. That's that's underrated, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, there definitely we go. Underrated. Yeah. There we go. You must be happy with that then. Underrated. I'm well under, happy with and, that. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. Another one in the underrated. It's it's always great when someone comes on. They give us their time, and we can go. This is underrated i'd never want to break a heart you know what i mean but um so there we go another one in the underrated pile seek it out it's not the easiest to find but you will be able to find it if if you look um give it a watch see what you think and um so it's always worth exploring new film avenues isn't it so uh anyway rich tell the guys at home what what have you got going on where where can they look out for your stuff uh tell us tell everyone uh so everything i do is on my website richwilsoncomedian.com all my dates are on there all the podcasts I've been on, I'll put a link up to this as well. That'll go on there. So all the stuff I do, and my podcast, Insane in the Membrane, my radio show, the Tuned Up Time Machine on Islington Radio. Um, yeah, and I'm just running around doing gigs and doing wonderful things like podcasts like this. I love this. <laughs> just running tell, around. Doing well, tell, tell, us a, tell us a little bit, because I've listened to your podcast. It's really great. Tell us a little Thank bit you. more about, about that, because obviously, as you'll say when you, when you explain, the concept, especially at the moment, really, really important. So tell us a little bit more about that. So it's just about, it's about helping men uh, figure themselves out a bit more. It's about, you know, because suicide rates for men are through the roof. And I want to, I want to help lower those numbers. It's ridiculous. Because even now, even though the conversation has now been going on for a few years, it's still, there's still people that still, they still don't know how to talk about what's going on with them and how, you know, the other thing is as well, 
like I have guests on like women and trans people, and because there's a lot of men that have never, they don't really not understand what it what it is to be a woman, mm. or you know, we don't understand what, what, how it feels to be you know a trans person. So I've had I have guests on where I can ask the stupid questions, and I'm you know, and sometimes I get it wrong. I get it's a bit clunky now and again. But I ask the questions so that other people can listen and go, oh, right, yeah, okay, so mm. that's that's how that works. Okay, cool. And because, and I say this all the time, like on a basic level, men don't understand the cycle that a lot of women, you know, with the periods and things like that, they don't understand it. it's a cycle, mm. which I know sounds dumb. Me saying to you, know, everyone should know that. Goes, no, a lot of men, we weren't told no. about this thing. And I've found out through I mean, the guests on my podcast are talking about these things that, you know, on that level, that's what women are dealing with on constantly. And then not even that. And then you've got the thing. There's all manner of stuff. Men need to talk to women and talk to trans people and talk to people from all other backgrounds to have a better understanding of the world. And, and, and yeah, and, I, and that's why we do it. Just so, you know, that I, like I say, I ask the questions that a lot of men are scared to ask and, you know, and, and I sometimes get it wrong, but that's my job. And then, you know, I want... I want men to have a better understanding. I want men to be better understood. So mm. that's why we do it, really. And uh, yeah, and it's working. And I think it's a really good way of framing it, that idea of you you ask the questions that you think need to, need to be asked because, you know, at the end of the day, we're living in the in the post-smartphone internet age, aren't we? The digital, the digital revolution, as it were. And the way information is, changes hands now is completely different than how it was yeah. 20, 30 years ago. So things have moved on. Everyone now is is and should be more socially, culturally, politically aware. But yeah. there is also an element of people are scared to ask because they don't want to look stupid or get yeah. in trouble or whatever. So I think it's definitely good to have a place where there is a point of reference of, you know, it's 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 okay. And there has been a big push. You know, there was a big push last year by, I think, I think it was just the Department of Culture that was just, it's okay to ask. Yeah. That idea of, you know, it is, it, it, and most people who are being asked would much rather you understood yeah. Than lived in ignorance, and, yeah, and, yeah. and I think, and I think that's why what you're doing, what your podcast is doing, is, is really important. So we will put links to it and your website and Thank all that in, in this episode. We'll put some stuff out on social media. But yeah, definitely go and check it out. You know, the funny side as well, and it is very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's all done, isn't it? With, it, with you know, it's like it's, it's it's enjoying it, talking about it, but also appreciating the funny side of it as well in in places yeah. as well. So definitely check it out, and I, I would recommend Thanks. it. And and we'll put links out when this comes out. So, so uh, yeah, I mean, thanks very much for coming on, man. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks, Rick. It's Thank nice you. to meet you both. Thank you very much. Well, there we go. Another guest episode in the bag and another underrated film. It's always nice when people come on and we can confirm that as the oracles of what is and isn't underrated, that their choice is right and their opinion is, of course, correct. Indeed. Um, we let them know that they've succeeded at the podcast and yes. that is all that is all they want at the end it of the day. Is, it's all they crave. I've you mm -hmm. know, the, the list of people have said, please tell me that my opinion is right. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we'll be back next week with another uh, episode. In the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, the email address is filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias. If you just search for just films and that, you'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, well, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, oh, I like uh, the it's a new that. one. It's just it's just a bit of a chuckle. <laughs> Um, uh, it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, head and over, give us a like. We're just putting content out there as well. Make sure you check out Rich's stuff. We'll put links in the episode. Put some stuff out when this comes out as well. We're also over on Patreon. So if you fancy getting episodes early or extended episodes, there's a couple of tiers over there. Any support you can give us is always appreciated. The link is in the episode notes as well. Um, and we're also on the television, aren't we, Alice? 
We are indeed. Every Friday from 6pm, you can find me and Josh talking about all our favourite underrated and underseen films on the local TV network. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. I'm also uploading all the episodes to Daily Motion. <laughs> Daily Motion. You remember that? Um, so if you head on over there and type in just films and that, you'll find us. Uh, but yeah, that's every Friday from 6pm on the local TV network. Yes, lots of ways to see us, hear us, get in touch with us. Uh, but as ever, thank you very much for listening to this episode. It really does mean a lot. And we'll see you next week. It's so goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.